0: Welcome to the new Sex and Happiness with Lori Handlers and her partner, Michael Gibson. You're about to dive into a world where amazing sex is just around the corner. And happiness is available to everyone at any age. It's time to learn a little, laugh a little, and explore sex and intimacy from every angle.
1: Hi, everybody. You're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness and ours. And today we're going to talk about Five Little Things That Every Man Wants to Feel Loved Every Single Day. Okay, um, I can't wait. It's an article <laughs> that I read in your tango by Mitzi Bachman, yeah. who, interestingly enough, is not a man. Hmm. And she's commenting on how, man, how a man wants to be loved, how men want to be loved.
0: And by the way, I'm Lori Handlers, and this is Michael Gibson.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wait. I mean... I'm Michael Gibson, and this is Lori Handler.
1: Thank you. Anyway, we're, this woman wrote this article, and, I, you know, recently we've been reacting to things, mm-hmm. responding, I guess, based on our last show, responding right. to things like videos and articles, and so, you know, to keep us inspired. And so this is the article, and uh, basically she says, it's kind of funny now, we, we're in the middle of a picture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She sets herself up and says that she doesn't, she's not a man, so she can't answer for men, but she has trusted men who she asks questions to about like, you know, like a panel of men. What do men want? How do men want to feel loved? So the first one, oh, it was just there. That's all right. The first one is called, you read it.
0: Let him make you laugh.
1: Let him make you laugh. So I now I agree with this. I love to laugh at men. I love to laugh at men's jokes and feel like they're entertaining me. And this man... (laughs)
0: uh, I I work hard at it.
1: This man does entertain me. I laugh a lot at him. But the funny thing about it is... I don't know if he thinks it's funny. I don't laugh at the things he purposely tries to be funny about. Like I don't actually laugh at his jokes. But that's a... That's a character flaw in me, which I own. Our last show was about self responsibility, and I will own that I have a character flaw. I'm very literal, (laughs) and I don't get jokes,
0: which which is oftentimes even funnier because she does takes things so literally. Uh, It's hilarious. All right, so um, we're not going to
1: read this whole thing. I want to talk.
0: I I, want you. I'd like to read it because then it it gives everybody some context, but. Let no, them make I, you laugh. So if there's one thing that men love, it's external validation us, that they're all that. Isn't that true? I think that's true. Can you
1: put us back on? Oh. Yeah. That's what I'm showing you. Um, so don't you love to be left at
0: I, and with? I do. I Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. So their first sentence is, if there's one thing that men love, it's external validation that they are all that. I mean... Maybe not all that.
1: Yes. No. Yes. I definitely. (laughs) Yes. You want to be all that. Well, I mean, you know,
0: I don't think it's all that. I think it's like I want to be respected and acknowledged and um, and validated for the things that I'm actually very good at.
1: Okay, but we're just talking about being laughed. Okay. You know, laughing, laughing at your jokes. Right. It's really important. I think it's not only important to. You. I once, <laughs> in my early career, yeah. I was being supervised by a psychologist. I was coaching people, and I had, mm. I had a professional supervision by a psychologist. He also was a rabbi. <laughs> His name was Moshe Blatt, and um, Moshe once said to me, "When you pick someone to love." make sure you can laugh with them make sure they make you laugh make sure you laugh a lot with them and you it's really fun and i said why do you say that And he said because the laughter is going to last a lot longer than the honeymoon like you need to be friends you need to be really trust each other and you need to laugh a lot because Mm. life is going to throw so many curveballs at you you're going to need to laugh and i i remember going like oh I think I was about, like, 28 at the time. Yeah. And I remember going, really? And he was like, yeah, I'm serious about this. You need to laugh a lot in life.
0: Well, I'm glad he didn't say uh, laughter would last longer than the sex does.
1: He kind of said that.
0: Oh. Well, he's wrong. I think, I think there needs to be an equal, right? Well, we've worked, come on, at guys, that. right?
1: Well, we've worked at that. We've worked yeah, at the same. Yeah. You that takes that requires the same kind of effort as making jokes.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you do laugh at some of the stuff I say, and I'm I glad laugh
1: at a lot of the stuff you say. Not just not the stuff you planned on.
0: I, I think most of that. Um, I think you don't realize that it is humor.
1: <laughs> I know. That's I'm, what I said. So, this is my character flaw. <laughs> I admit it. I, there's something wrong with me. I should something wrong. With me. Yeah, I I I'm, stop, I'm stop, missing stop, the don't, gene. Oh, you're that. I'm missing the gene that says joke. No. It's adorable. I'm missing the joke joke gene. You have to hang up a si- hold up a sign for me that says joke. <laughs> it's a character flaw. It's I'm a, sorry. It's an adorable
0: character flaw. Just to look at your face after I say something and you're just like deers what? in a headlight. What?
1: What? It's so funny. It's it is. I have a character for you. It's, All right. The whole world can know.
0: Let's move to okay. the the next one, which um, is number two. So let him. Number one is let him make you laugh, right?
1: Yeah. What's two?
0: Um, and let me get here to number two. So, number two, acknowledge the things he gives you. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that. So I'm going to read the first sentence. Men are at their best when they are giving. It's in their nature. When they give, they take care of those they love, and this is a primal need for them. Oh, I I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty accurate, yeah.
1: Yeah, so giving. Mm. So what does that mean to you? Giving. In this primal nature, what are the things you give? Well,
0: I mean, it has to do with um, this experience of generosity. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I give, I'm not only giving it's kind of like when giving advice, right? Or you're Mm -hmm. giving your thoughts on something and it would be, so if you were to give a gift and somebody took the gift and and just tossed it aside,
1: can you say if I,
0: if I give somebody a gift and they take it and they toss it aside, I feel disrespected. Here's the interesting thing. If I give advice or or some kind of counsel to someone Mm -hmm. and they take it and then they don't do it, have you ever had that happen? Yeah, That's the times. same thing. So that, because my knowledge is also a gift. So, and when I'm giving something, I'm giving up myself. I think that's the biggest part of what I'm trying to get at.
1: So giving means me. giving of yourself. Of yourself, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about it. Okay. Um, here, here's what I consider to be your gifts. Mm-hmm. They're not things. no. They're not material things. Right. Um, Your gifts are you want to protect me. Mm. I consider that a gift. I don't always want to be protected. I don't always agree. We could be walking down the street in Berlin. And I don't think that we need protection in that moment. And you do. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, just listen to me. But I feel that the overall giving of it is a gift. Even if I don't agree with what's happening in the situation. That's one I think the giving of your honesty Mm. in communication and how much money and time you've spent learning to communicate Mm. and then coming then meeting you and you having so much communication. Mm. Oh, I consider that a huge gift. And then you bring me flowers. Yes. And that, that what you didn't always do that. And you do that now. And I appreciate that so much because I appreciate having flowers in the house. I know that. Fresh flowers in the house. And you also take care of my rose garden. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. Yeah. So, and you also give me quality time, which is my number one love language, Mm -hmm. and touch, which is my number two love language. So, those I consider to be gifts. They're not things you go out and buy. Actually, we should talk about the Valentine's Day story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had it that um, when I think it was our first first Valentine's,
1: Valentine's.
0: first Valentine's Day. Uh, Lori comes, you know. No,
1: no, we were talking we about were holidays. A, yeah,
0: we were having a conversation, and I was on a rant about Valentine's Day. And my rant goes something like, you know, I don't want to be one of those fucking guys who's walking out of Walgreens with, you know, roses in one hand, a box of chocolates in the other and a frown on his face. Like, fuck that. That's like, not me.
1: like you had to do it to fit in, to it's be the guy
0: not interested. And I and I particularly dislike Valentine's Day, except when we're doing an extraordinary lovers pop up temple or something like that. Then it's a lot of fun. OK, you know, but other than that, I Despised Valentine's Day. Well Lori is sitting there very timidly. Very meekly.
1: Picture me timid.
0: <laughs> try, just try. Very meekly. And she looks at me and she goes, But I like Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit.
1: I want to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day.
0: I immediately thought, Oh my god, I let my mouth run away with me.
1: So then I said to you, what would be your fantasy? What would be your best Valentine's Day, what would you like to see? And you told
0: me. I immediately said, 100 candles.
1: So I said, great, we, I can do that. Yeah. So I set a room up of 100 candles. Yeah. And I invited you to and, make love in that room with me to drink wine. Yeah. I think we were drinking Prosecco. And I said, "This here's my 100 candles. Here's the setup. She made a nest. I made a temple Beautiful space, a temple gorgeous space. temple space. So well, and wow. he was so blown away and, that yeah. that um that i gave him what he wanted and he didn't have to give me the thing he didn't want a gift
0: right that would not have been a gift mm-hmm. i mean truly that would not have been a gift you would have
1: just gone and bought it
0: I, it would have no, been no you would have never gone it would have been it. compulsory had i spent the money on it but uh, probably not uh, yeah like really i'd have been like no fuck that
1: so then nothing would have happened <laughs>
0: nothing would happen and that
1: wouldn't have been fun but
0: here's what's amazing is that so l- the recommendation from this article is appreciate the gifts that he gives you and um i think it's pretty important and i think that expecting a gift from him if it becomes compulsory you're probably going to have less than a generous heart um extending that gift to you fair fair
1: yeah okay so what do, what So appreciate the gift that he gives. What if he gets you something that you don't like? Ooh. What if you bought me something that I didn't like?
0: Well, the first thing I would want to know is what do you want? What do you like? I say, great. Let's take it back. We'll take that money and put it on something that you do like.
1: So you wouldn't feel completely hurt and offended. Not at all. Okay, that's good. It'd be the same.
0: So I, in in that sense of giving gifts, and like Uh you said, my best gifts are not tangible. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to give you a gift. And, oh, thank you. And it costs money.
1: Uh, a mouse. Just what I always a didn't mouse. want. Yeah. So, okay.
0: So if if I give you a gift like this and all it costs was money. Yeah. And maybe some thought, you know, thoughtfulness and intention. And, and you're like, you know what? I really don't need a, a mouse. I've got one. And I really wanted this, some other thing. Or I would really like this or some other thing and communicated that way to me, I'd be like, yeah, let's pull the money and put it into that. No big deal.
1: Okay. But great. if you make
0: me wrong for not knowing you well enough to get you the gift and have read your mind, right? I'm behind a rock. I can't do anything with
1: that. You know, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give everyone a, a tip here, all the, all the people listening. It's something my mother said. Now Betty's coming into this. Hi, Betty. She said... <laughs> Don't buy somebody something for the house. Oh. Buy something for them. Yeah. Like don't buy someone a present of a vacuum or a blender. Buy so although you did buy me a juicer. I did. A really big juicer.
0: And you wanted one because the one you had was like really cheesy.
1: Yeah. So but she always said like for holidays <laughs> or one. birthdays or whatever buy somebody something that's very personal don't buy them a thing that has a cord and that plugs in and that's meant for cleaning or doing some task around the house.
0: I mean, unless it's a vibrator. Ooh. That would be a good personal item to get somebody. Yes, it would. Get them a vibrator.
1: But don't get the plug-in kind. Yeah, they
0: have the cordless ones now.
1: Yeah, me? get cordless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Michael.
0: Yes, Laurie. <laughs>
1: Recently, I was facilitating an ISTA training, and I met a woman named Amaya, Mm. and she heard me kind of bitching about the fact that my libido was low lately. Oh, no. I I said to her, I I felt like I was aging, and I felt like my libido was low, and I feel like that strains my relationship with you when that happens. So I was just kind of bitching about it and lo and behold, yes. that evening she came running up to me with this tin, a tin, and the tin is called Lust. <laughs> and she said to me, I heard you talk about your libido. You should try this. This is my product. I'm an Ayurvedic doctor. Right. And she said just one third of a teaspoon of this powder, which has cacao in it and lots of other really good things. She said, would uh, change my libido because it would affect my tissues.
0: I love it. Right on here, it says lust, desire, and libido. I wanted to take us out for a moment so people could read that. Okay. And, yeah.
1: So anyway, I've been taking it since I got home from Austin. Uh-huh. And have you noticed anything? Oh, Yeah. What?
0: Well, you desire me a lot more often. Um, it feels like we're having a lot more sex recently, and uh, yeah, I think the effects of it have been a benefit not only to you but also to me. Now, I haven't taken any.
1: Oh, she says you can take it too. Uh, can I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So um, then we better watch out in our house. what happens then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you and I are both all turned on all the time, this is going to be like a problem. No, won't it isn't. We will get things done. No, we will. We will. We might not get things we'll done. We'll get
1: them done faster because we'll be in a hurry to get together. <laughs> so, where to go? The name of the website is Siddha. Labs.com. Labs. You go there. You will receive a 10% discount on any of the products. By the way, there's other really good products there, other Lots good powders. Of good products. You'll receive a 10% discount on any purchase if you use our code, which is Sex, Sex and, and happiness. happiness. So you use that code, get the product, experiment with your libido. It's mm-hmm. awesome. This product could replace the little blue pill Mm. that would make me really happy and whatever those silly pills are (laughs) they made for women
0: i don't know that they work but yes definitely use this powder it's amazing uh we've had amazing sex since you got home from austin and thank you amaya get yours today this is a perfect transition into (laughs)
1: let's go to number three
0: number three let's go i
1: like that that was good
0: funny isn't it yeah number
1: three number three here we go let him help you
0: let him help you Mm. women are by nature caregivers we long to take care of anyone and everyone often to the point that we stop doing anything for ourselves and we get resentful and bitter about it especially with our spouses but men don't want that they don't want us to be too helpful
1: okay so men let him help you well i have discovered this so i have lots of men around me you're not the only one you know that Mm -hmm. i have loads of really good men friends i'm aware i have (laughs) i have men who like love me love her love me and men colleagues who love and adore me they they want nothing more than to just be in my presence Mm. and part of what i've discovered is that i give them tasks (laughs) like i say would you do this for me could you do this for me would you help me with this could you do this could you do this this?" it took me forever to learn this because i pretty much can do everything myself right my father taught me to do everything like change tires on the car and change the oil and do whatever. I don't do that. I ask people to do those things for me. Right. I ask them to do errands for me. Yeah. I ask them to do all kinds of things. And they feel like useful. And I feel like when men do things yeah. where they feel useful and where they feel um, that they're going to get acknowledged for doing a good job, then they get really happy. <laughs> don't they?
0: That's my favorite words. Yeah. Good job.
1: Yeah. So you like to do things like that. You like to do useful things. Yeah. You say to me, you say to me, don't complain, make requests. That's right. And then I used to think that I could only have five requests a day. (laughs) Like I thought that there would be too many requests. Like I would use up my, my welcome.
0: She gets, nobody ever said, we had never, ever discussed that. So she would sometimes complain to me and, you know, we, we teach this. We believe that, you know, behind every complaint is a request. And so I would say, okay, well, let's get to the request part. Yeah. And then she would, she would look at me and she'd go, uh, cause she had made several requests before. And I'm looking at her going, what is going on with you? Like you're stuck on stop. And, uh, and she goes, I figured I only have five a day. And I went, who made that up?
1: <laughs> you remember that? I do remember that. Who
0: made that up? You have unlimited requests. Right. Every day.
1: And that's because of this point. Right. You like to feel useful. Useful. And like you're doing something for Mm -hmm. me. And you don't want me to handle and do everything and take care of every single little detail and every single little item. That's right. You want to be able to do those things and you want to show me that. That's how you care. Mm. And so I love you for that and I say good job and you feel loved. I
0: feel appreciated and loved and acknowledged.
1: So this woman, Mitzi, is right. She's right. She's spot on. (laughs) Okay, let's go to the next point. All right. Number four, lead with your feminine energy. And then she goes on to say, I know, I know. How can I say that in this modern world? men and women are equal women can do everything that men can do and do some of it even better we are not soft we are steel we aren't going to act like girls so this is like the way women are today right like steel like we're not going to act like little girls right i get it but one thing that we can't ignore is human nature It's in our biology that many men are masculine and many women are feminine. We each have standard accompanying traits. Okay, so we all have both traits. Even also for gender bending or even also if we're... Uh, transitioning into a different gender, we all have masculine and feminine traits inside of us. And in today's world, women have accentuated the masculine traits. And I'm going to say that we had to. Why? Because we had to be taken seriously. So in order for me to have been taken seriously in business, in order for me to be taken seriously in a world which was dominated by men i had to become more male i had to succeed in the male standards of the world well wow. i did
0: i remember that yeah you're telling
1: me about that. i this. did have to however then i took tantra <laughs> and when i took tantra i went i'm a goddess yeah i'm in the feminine i changed everything my body changed i changed my furniture i changed The space that I live in, I changed the way my bedroom looks, I changed my clothing, I changed everything because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in a male, only male polarity, only in a male world. And what I discovered also is that I had to let parts of me show up that weren't, that didn't feel safe Mm. in in the world of men. And that's my little girl and a part of me that was also violated. Like I had to let all of that be expressed. And I had to allow myself to be catered to and done for by men. I had to give men ways to feel important around me. Not that I could do it all myself.
0: And being in the feminine, that polarity allows for the masculine to show up. And it's so odd. I mean, I've seen this in many relationships and people that we've coached. And I think it's true. Um, I mean, fact check this, but I think it's true that in the absence of the masculine, the feminine becomes more masculine. You know, it's so, it's, right. it's sort so of like, not
1: Right. So in the patriarchy, there haven't been very many good masculine role models. Mm-hmm. Mostly they've been takers. Right. Mostly they've been takers outside of consent Mm -hmm. they've been the the story of uh do it and apologize later don't ask for permission i'm going to grab your breast and then i'll apologize later after i had a good squeeze
0: yeah that's sometimes that's called the immature masculine or the toxic masculine yes it is Um, called that it's called that but i think that the it diminishes the understanding of what the masculine is. So what that is, is that's just being childish or more to the point. That's being a toxic human, not necessarily using, and then also using how big you are to force yourself upon somebody. And that's just dangerous. And so when I talk about masculine, I'm talking about someone who is conscious and aware of their surroundings, can hold space, can witness, can take action and can act appropriately and knows how to temper the temper there's a lot of things that the masculine is able to do and it almost a stoicism to it when it's healthy and too much stoicism when it's unhealthy without feeling without any expression or expressiveness
1: but we've all been at the effects we you as a man and i as a woman have all been at the effects of toxic masculinity absolutely it's like you were told not to express your feelings you were told that Only sissies cry. Uh, There's so many things that men were taught that were unhealthy. And women were taught that their femininity isn't safe. Right. They'll be raped. Mm -hmm. They'll be taken advantage of. So it wasn't safe to have the feminine part of them come out. Right. Women were told that if they wore short shorts, that's why they got raped because yeah. they wore clothes that tempted
0: women yeah women so, were responsible for their own victimhood yeah um which is it's madness
1: so that's why what she's saying right now sounds revolutionary mm-hmm. even though it's like the oldest thing in the book like right if you are if i'm in the presence of the safe masculine which i felt because of your communication skills mm because of your boundaries, because of the things that you said in the very beginning Mm. and the way we vetted each other, I felt safe. So guess what? In that first interview that we did, our first date was Michael interviewed me for almost two hours on his podcast. In that interview, I felt my feminine could just come out. I could (laughs) giggle and laugh with you and just say anything.
0: That was such a fun interview.
1: Yeah, and so you saw me in my feminine. Then soon thereafter, you came to my class. And you saw me in my masculine. That's right. You saw me as a master.
0: And I wasn't scared of you. A lot of people are scared of you.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm so powerful. It's true. They're intimidated. Yeah. But that's, you know, in order to see in me the thing that they may not have, they must have it. You can't even identify it if you don't have it. That's right.
0: You're sweet, but you're no teddy bear. (laughs) i'm not be careful she's got a sword
1: i do have a sword yeah (laughs) so So, i have a healthy masculine mm -hmm. and i have a healthy feminine
0: i have a healthy masculine i don't know my feminine very well um i don't think that i express or address that side of uh, my personality very often i think when i do i do it in private or i'm just quiet about it. i've seen it yeah
1: and, and uh, she's lovable. She is. I'm like, lovable. You are.
0: <laughs>
1: you are. All right. So what was the point again? The point was <laughs> the be polar. Be polar if you can. We have other ways of doing it we, that we mm. teach in our Extraordinary Lovers course. We teach people how to emphasize and ramp up their polarities. Mm and um, it that's part of what makes our course so exciting because sometimes people neutralize each other just by being around each other too much and so we teach people how to polarize again and what happens then is that the heat rises oh my goodness and the sexuality which might have gone offline comes back on that's right yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so we'll talk about that
0: polarity is so hot Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we talk about and teach in our Extraordinary Lovers.
0: And we have several coming up around the world. And so what you'll need to do is go to LoriHandlers.com and click on the Extraordinary Lovers link.
1: And find out where it is in your part of the world. Or if there's a part of the world you want to travel to where we're doing it. It would be really mm -hmm. super to have you there and for you to let us know that you heard about it right here on Sex and Happiness
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: let's go to number five.
0: Number five. It says, let him know when he finds your on button.
1: Yeah, so in here, she's talking about uh, getting a garage door opener. <laughs> but I don't think that's, I mean, that was her on button. She got really excited.
0: He got her an on button?
1: He got her a garage door opener, oh. and that turned her on that he thought to give her that. Ooh. So that, so it was hot for them for a while.
0: Well that's cool. It didn't
1: wasn't hot forever because they got divorced.
0: Oh well.
1: I know. Terrible. He, he
0: needed he needed to find her next on button.
1: Her next garage door opener. Exactly. Maybe they needed to get a new house where exactly. he would get her a new
0: opener. Exactly.
1: Anyway, on button. <laughs> what does that mean?
0: I don't know, man. What's your on button?
1: <laughs> your on button is things that turn you on. Oh, okay. Your on button, things that like excite you that like bingo, you got it. Yeah. It's kind of like the G-spot, but it's the mental juice spot Okay. Okay.
0: I, I'm catching on. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is your on button?
1: I have lots of them.
0: Roses. Turning off lights. Yes. Bring things.
1: Not like turning off lights in the bedroom. I mean just like turning off lights when you leave a room.
0: <laughs> exactly. What yeah. else? She loves it when I turn the lights on.
1: I'll tell you some other ones shopping for food when I've been away for a month and I'm coming home and there's food and wine in the house. Oh yeah. We don't have to go out. Like I come home from the airport and like I'm home.
0: The food's there.
1: Yeah. What else?
0: Oh man.
1: Quality time.
0: Well, quality time for sure. And then I also think that, um, one of your on buttons is massage. Giving and receiving.
1: Yes, you absolutely. You love massage, yeah. You know what else I like? I like that you notice what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And you notice when I get a haircut. Mm-hmm. And you notice when I get my nails done. Do you know I had a boyfriend once who I think he never looked at me? <laughs> I don't think he would say, Laura, you look beautiful. Mm. And like, I don't think he was ever looking at any one thing that I changed. Like, I had on a new outfit or my hair was different or whatever.
0: Yeah, I got a name for guys like that. What? Knucklehead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that I I think you notice and you yeah. tell me when I look good. Yeah. You know? And you tell me uh you tell me when I need to refresh my lipstick. That's right. That's really important to me.
0: And your lip, your lipstick looks amazing. So Thank you. Yeah. Well that's, What else are my
1: on buttons? I think you like going out with
0: people and, and dance.
1: I love dancing. Is
0: a big on button. Dancing
1: is very on button.
0: Um, yeah, we were dancing in the backyard the other night. Mm-hmm. That was so much fun. So, dancing, yeah, you've got quite a few. Yeah. And it's important for me to find what the next one is, right? To actually look for, hey, what's what's another
1: on button so, that I could. and I'm sorry to cut you off. You cut me I'm off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. In our world... We would call it, in Extraordinary Lover's World, we would call it creating oxytocin in your partner on purpose. That's right. And so finding the, I'm going to put her language into our language. Yeah. Mitzi Bachman, what we call this is creating oxytocin in the other person. So you do that on purpose.
0: It's a clinical term, but it's really, truly what we're doing. I know that when I walk up to you and you're doing the dishes and I put my arms around you and I nuzzle your neck with my lips and I tell you I love you. that deep voice I usually do like that very, very white, white voice, voice that it just floods your body with oxytocin and you get all wiggly and sweet and loving and it's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we do it for all the other things we can do as well. Yeah, Not roses, not big box of candy on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Seduction is a team team sport.
1: So my question about this article, which is so funny, are these five things that make you feel loved? Or are these five things that make me feel loved? Even though she wrote it about five things about men, I don't think it's about men i do
0: i think that's somewhat about men there's two things missing from it i think there would be two more categories i would add go ahead one is desire him like physically sexually desire him that's something that you could do every day in some way that's enticing and then the last one would be to show appreciation so one of the things that men love is to be acknowledged and appreciated in fact, I remember an old Marine Corps colonel who said men live for attention and appreciation. He said That's why
1: they have those stripes. Yeah. on their arms and on their chests.
0: He would say babies cry for it and grown men die for it. Mm. So, and that's why, right? We have the stripes and the bar of things on our chest. So, it's important, I think that would be another thing that I would add because yeah, appreciation and acknowledgment is one of those things that I think a lot of men uh, get in such small amounts um, and some of the guys that are around you, some of the men who are around you, me, you yeah, and you are like doing extraordinary things to create a better world mm. so yeah
1: well then, I acknowledge them all the time so I think that's why I have so many of them mommy around me darling
0: does too she acknowledges people which I love that I yeah. love that about her yeah
1: when she, we acknowledge yeah. people they come back around that's right they feel like seen mm. I think Werner Earhart, both you know one of our biggest teachers yeah. said the biggest human desire is to be seen oh. is to be seen for who we really are so I like to see people mm. I like to appreciate people I like to see them for who they really are I think this
0: would be a whole other podcast we could do about being seen and met Mm.
1: Okay, great. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Okay, everyone. So I think we exhausted this one. Thank you, Mitzi Bachman, for your article. We have commented on it.
0: It it it, it spurred a lot of conversation, I think, and yeah, it was fun to read. Yeah, good. She's actually good too. She's actually. I good surprised too. you, I surprised you yeah. with
1: it. Okay, so we're gonna leave you with telling you about one of our favorite products. So recently, you've probably heard us talking about our favorite new product. And so we wanted to show it to you. So I'm holding it up. This is Go Love CBD. And we can say that it's a lubricant. But they, it's
0: called an intimate serum. It's
1: called an intimate serum. Isn't that sexy? Yes. An intimate serum, Michael. Can, <laughs> well, you, and, can you pass the intimate serum?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the great thing about Golo CBD intimate serum is that it comes with 200 milligrams of CBD, and we love it. We started using this some months back. and as we it's age a year. there are a number of things that happen to our bodies that cause some pain start to cause pain during sex and one of those is the thinning of your vaginal wall walls and on men as well i mean especially if you're circumcised and this lubricant is so good at not only relieving the pain but also correcting and protecting and healing any stretching or any damage that could have been done during the act of sex
1: yeah it's good it's good stuff that's why we're telling you about it <laughs> yeah. so if you go to this website that you're looking at right now go you can get a 10% discount if you use the code sex, sex and, and happiness. happiness so go there and get yourself some go love cbd
0: we love it we think you will too
1: This is Laurie Handlers.
0: Michael Gibson.
1: We're signing out for Sex and Happiness. Until next time. Bye. Bye.